0: This episode is brought to you by Cozy Earth, and I'm thrilled to tell you about them because I've loved Cozy Earth since before they even sponsored this podcast. Now, Cozy Earth creates these luxurious bedding products. We are talking about like the softest bed sheets you have ever felt in your life. I'm speaking from experience. Also, these amazing like sleepwear products, loungewear, like anything that you need to create this amazing soft, cozy sleep sanctuary in your own this wonderful cozy earth gift let's be honest mom deserves it so head over to cozyearth.com and use promo code mindful for an exclusive 35% off soft as a mother's touch cozy earth wishes you a happy mother's day hello and welcome to the mindful in minutes podcast a guided meditations podcast brought to you by yoga for you I'm Kelly, and today I'll be leading you through your meditation. So go ahead and get comfortable, settle in, and enjoy your meditation practice. Hello everyone! Welcome to another episode of the Mindful Minutes podcast. So I hope that you are all having a lovely weekend and that you're staying safe and being responsible and staying inside and practicing social distancing and all of that. And before we get started, I just wanted to take a moment to thank all of you that are currently working on the front lines of fighting COVID-19. I know that you're risking your health and that you're sacrificing so much to keep us safe, and I wish that I could personally thank all of you and just know that I have so much admiration and gratitude for what you're doing and I just really really appreciate it and I know there's a lot of other people around you that really appreciate it too so thank you so much for doing that if you are one of those people and if you're not um, hopefully you are staying inside and doing what you need to do so that those people that are in the front lines um, can find some relief and they can do their job. So in that uh, same vein, you may hear in this episode, you may hear a little extra background noise. Um, That's just because, one, everyone's at home, so you can hear my neighbors, and also um, my husband is currently working nights in the hospital, so um, it's just, it's a little wacky and there's more people in my space than usually when I record. So if you hear some noises in the background, um, I'm sorry about that, but... I'm sure I'm sure you all understand and you know especially those of you that are uh, sharing spaces with others. So This is going to be more of a freeform episode and I wanted to talk to you about something that I feel really passionate about and that is how to find your voice and also how to follow your path or how you know if you're on the right path. So this is also the part of the episode where I let you know that if you're looking for a meditation, you're not going to find it here. Uh, You will get one on Sunday. It will be one that's inspired by what I'm going to talk about in this episode. And if you don't like me chatting, then you can just nicely turn me off and wait until Sunday and then you'll be happy. And if you do like hearing me chat, then you are in luck because that's what I'm doing today. (laughs) So one other thing that uh, I was thinking about while I was kind of creating this episode is... Well, right now when I record, I happen to be in a particularly good mood, and um, the reason is that uh, right before I recorded this episode, my dog and I, Mila, decided that we would order in a giant brunch, <laughs> and we just ate it, and it was awesome. And I realized it had been a very long time since I'd had like a proper pancake, and. It really rocked my world. It was so good. And the only reason that I'm telling you about my brunch is because this is something that I have found uh to really help me during this time. It's it's something it's very hard to really find the energy and the joy and to not just feel stuck with what's going on around us and all that uncertainty. So something that I found that's really helped me is just trying to find these little bits of joy and to do these small little special things for myself and you know for my family and all of that and um, I've really found that it's it's helped me. So I just wanted to share it with you and it just put me in a good mood and I thought maybe if you need to be put in a good mood perhaps there's something that you could do today or whenever you're listening to this, that will just feel kind of special maybe bring a little joy into your day. So for me, it was um, having a proper pancake and eating a nice special brunch with my dog. But for you, it might be something else. So just something to consider. Now that it is starting to warm up outside, I feel like these warmer, sunnier days, they're just like calling to me I want to be outside I want to be busy I want to be doing things and I am so glad that when I'm feeling that energy and I want to go and do that I have factor right there in my fridge so that I don't have to worry about tons of prep for food big messy meals I don't have to think about like oh what am I going to feed myself this week it's all done for me with factor and thanks to Factors fresh, never frozen meals that are dietitian approved, they're just ready to eat in two minutes. So no matter how busy I get, no matter what the kids have going on, no matter what is on the calendar this spring and summer, I have nutritious, great tasty meals ready to go. And with over 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. I've been loving those add-ons personally. Like you have everything from breakfast to dessert and you can stay fueled with these easy nutritious options. You all know my husband likes to take them into the hospital. I like them for those busy days where I'm on the go with the kids and I can treat myself to these restaurant quality meals in just two minutes. And we're talking really great ingredients here like blackened salmon, yes please, and all of that without shopping, prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. So head to factormeals.com slash inminutes50 and use code inminutes50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code inminutes50 at factormeals.com slash in minutes 50 to get 50% off your first box, plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. But uh, let's move on from what I just ate (laughs) and let's get back on task. So in honor of the throat chakra, so right now we're doing this chakra series, um, and we'll be doing a meditation on Sunday that's really inspired by finding your voice and being able to communicate from your true self. So probably two things that I get asked about a lot is um, how to find your voice and also how do you find your path or how do you know that you're on the right path? And I get asked this a lot. I would say particularly Um, from women and also on retreats so if you've been on a retreat with me you may be someone that's asked me about this and it's something that I talk about a lot on retreats because it's not uncommon to feel like you're lost or that you're looking for your path and it's also not uncommon to feel like you have a hard time expressing who you really are and feel like you are silenced and I I get it I really get it um the reason that I talk about this a lot especially on retreats, is because I've struggled with it a lot too. If you've listened to the episode about my story, um, you've heard me speak really openly about this. It's something that I think when you choose an unconventional path or you feel like your truth is something that's a little bit different, very much like how I felt when I was starting this journey and I was very young and I felt like I was kind of being called to do something a little bit different and I knew that my heart was really kind of pulling me towards yoga and meditation and, and doing an unconventional job and career path. And it was really hard for me because I felt like what I was doing was not very socially acceptable. I didn't have a lot of people that felt like what I was doing was a good idea. In fact, a lot of them tried to discourage me and, you know, tried to save me from making a big mistake. And, and I also felt like a lot of times when I was sharing the things that i was learning or what i was excited about or passionate about that i wasn't either listened to or i was perhaps made fun of and um that i had to silence myself in a lot of situations and it was really really hard and i was just in my very early 20s and just graduated college and and it was hard it was really hard for me to feel like i couldn't speak my truth and that there was kind of something wrong with me and that, you know, maybe the path that I felt like I was being pulled to walk on wasn't the right one, and and I really felt pulled between kind of this traditional life of, you know, checking all the boxes and graduating and then getting a, you know, a real job, and at that point I was working in, in management, and I was moving up really quickly, I was doing really well really quickly, and, um, you know, get married and have kids and just check, 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 check all the boxes, do all the things, and that's what I felt like I should be doing but that wasn't what my heart and my soul was telling me I should be doing. That's what I felt like kind of collectively society and those around me thought I should be doing. But I knew in my heart that that wasn't right for me. And it took me a long time before I had the courage to be able to speak my truth and to share what was written on my heart. And it's something that I still struggle with to this day because it's it's hard and not everyone is necessarily open to what you'll have to say. And we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit later you know what do you what do you do if people don't accept your truth and and it's hard it's hard to make yourself feel or to allow yourself to feel vulnerable and to feel like what you are sharing and what's written on your heart that it's something that you can share with people and and that you don't kind of keep it back to yourself and and silence yourself and it's hard so that's why I choose to speak about it so much is because I know I've personally struggled with it and I've heard from a lot of my students and my clients and even just the people around me that they struggle with it too and I think it's something just as humans it's it does doesn't always come naturally to us because it feels like we're kind of going against the grain or you know going against the the natural tide of things and and that just doesn't always feel right and it's not always encouraged so I also found that um through taking my own journey and really working on finding my truth, I have personally found so much fulfillment and growth by finding my voice and also figuring out how I know if I'm on the right path or not. And one of my favorite things in this whole world has become helping others find theirs. So I think that primarily women struggle with this, but I don't want to make a big you know, blanket statement. And I know there's a lot of men that listen to this podcast. So hello, my fellas, I'm so happy that you're here. You, in particular, my men that are listening to this, something that I've heard from my male clients, you can probably relate to this as well. And how, you know, it can feel, you can feel different, or you can feel like you have to kind of share, you know, or um, stifle your love for things like meditation and, kind of being a seeker when you're a man and so I don't want to say that you know it's just something that women struggle with because I know that it's not it's something that we all struggle with but I do think that um, women in general tend to have a harder time with finding their voice and the reason is and I'm going to try to do this without going on a uh, feminist rant (laughs) which sometimes you know I like to do but we as women are taught to be small and to be pleasant, and to be nice, and to be pleasing to others. And I I don't want to have to put the little, you know, E on this episode for explicit, so I'll just say that all of that, uh, you know, being small, pleasant, nice, and pleasing to others is, we'll call it baloney. It is baloney, and that is not our purpose on this earth as women, and I love helping women unlock their inner bold and nasty woman. It is just something that uh, I find a lot of joy in, and even if you are a man and you're thinking, you know, I would kind of like to unlock my ability to be bold as well, you absolutely can do that. I think that I just, from my own personal experience, being a woman... Um, And also being a woman in, in business, I've had a lot of experience of being silenced or not being treated as an equal or being welcomed to the table just because of who I was and feeling like, you know, if I was negotiating business deals or I remember there was a time when I was opening my yoga studio and I had to really stand up for myself because the person that I was trying to get the space from. And negotiate that deal with. um, He was a jerk and he tried to seamroll me and he thought because I was young and because I was a woman that he could kind of manipulate me into a bad deal and that just that's not what happened Um, and I firmly believe that if I wouldn't have been doing this work on finding my voice and learning how to speak my truth that it would have been so much harder for me and not to say it wasn't hard. It was really hard to stand up for myself and to be my own advocate in that moment, but I think it's because of this work that I was doing that I felt like I could really truly do that. So now for my own personal journey, I really love to help people kind of unlock their own boldness and to help break down this idea that, you know, our purpose on this earth as humans and especially as women is not to look nice for others. It's not to make others feel comfortable by shrinking yourself or doing what's pleasing to them. But we're here to do something meaningful and wonderful and do things that feel good to our soul. And if other people don't like that or find that off putting, well, that is just too bad. <laughs> that is just too bad. I think that we feel this need to apologize a lot and I don't know exactly what we're apologizing for I think that we often you know apologize for perhaps making other people feel uncomfortable by our existence or make people feel uncomfortable by um, our greatness or our truth and it's not to say that you know you should become this steamrolling mean person that's not it at all but I want to really drive home this idea that you as a human do not exist on this earth to be pleasant and pleasing and fit into a box that others have built for you that's not what you're here to do and I hope that if you haven't realized that yet that hopefully that will um, be presented to you soon because you don't need to fit in someone else's box you can build your own shape and something that I've really been giving a lot of thought too and I think about this a lot when I work with um, other yoga teachers or wellness professionals or other people that I'm mentoring and helping them with their business and you know really finding their voice and finding their path professionally that I have to really encourage them to be okay with being a little bit uncomfortable or to maybe shake things up a bit and that it's okay if you don't look like you know, your traditional yogi, or you don't speak like your traditional meditation teacher. Something I really had to work past is that I'm not the age of your average meditation teacher. And when I started this, I really wasn't. I am significantly younger than most meditation teachers out there. And that was something that I struggled with because, again, I felt like, you know, I wasn't quite fitting into that box. I felt like someone being in, you know, their early 20s. Now I'm in my late 20s feeling like, you know, I I wasn't, somehow valid or didn't have anything to share because I was so much younger than what I thought a meditation teacher should be or or look like. And before we really dive into different exercises and things that you can do to work on finding your voice, I wanted to kind of highlight something. So I recently came across, it was a quote and I tried my absolute hardest to find it for you again and I cannot for the life of me remember where I saw it or who said it. Um, but it just really resonated with me And it stuck with me for a while and it basically said that if people are trying to stop you from fulfilling your purpose or stifle your voice, it's because they are afraid of their voice or they're feeling like they are lacking from not being connected to their own true self. So basically it was saying, you know, if someone is trying to stifle you or stop you from your path, it's probably because they are feeling sad and insecure about the fact that they are not connected to theirs. So they're trying to stop you from finding yours. And this was something that really resonated with me because it helped me to open myself up and to give more compassion to those people. Because when I think back on it and I think about, you know, people that weren't supportive of my path or, you know, they did try to silence me or or they made fun of what I was saying, they were probably feeling... A lot of pain or a lot of insecurity or really struggling with their own path and their own identity and their own passion in that moment. And somehow me coming along and being connected to mine either felt threatening or was a little bit triggering to them. And when I thought about it that way, and I really thought about... You know, why perhaps they were trying to silence me or not be supportive, it helped me to have a lot more compassion for those people. And when I can open up my heart and I can feel compassionate for those that are not kind or are challenging, that's not to say to let them steamroll me or, um, you know, act in ways that are inappropriate, but if I can have compassion towards them, then it's so much easier for me to not hold on to what they're saying and to not hold on to or continue to ruminate on their actions and the things that they say. So if you're the kind of person like I've been and sometimes still am, where if someone does something or says something that is unkind or not supportive or hurtful, it's hard to not hold on to that. And I have found for me personally, one of the best remedies is to open my heart with compassion and to understand that the way that you treat others is a direct reflection of the way that you treat yourself so if someone's treating me that way I just imagine the way that they're probably treating themselves and it it makes me feel sad but it also helps me to have compassion for the hurt that they're probably feeling in their heart and the other thing that I wanted to highlight is there is a difference between speaking your truth and being honest and just being rude so you've heard me probably talk a lot about the Yamas and the Niyamas if you haven't figured it out now. I love them. They are the first two limbs of yoga. I want to specifically talk about the first two Yamas though which is non-violence and truthfulness. So the first Ahimsa non-violence and then truthfulness. The reason that they are one and two is because they are so deeply connected to one another so our goal here in finding our voice and learning how to speak our truth and articulate what's written on our soul the goal is not to then become a steamroller or to kind of adopt this idea of it's my way or the highway or you know everyone listen to me this or that it's it's not to get this you know real housewives level of brutal honesty that is not it. We're trying to figure out how we can speak our truth and share what is really written on our heart without harming others or taking or stealing away from them or their joy. So there's a lot of different ways that we can be violent. Of course, there is physical violence. There is, you know, we can be violent to ourselves the way that we, you know, think and the things that we say to ourselves. We can also be very violent to others through our words and through the judgments that we cast on them and the things that we say and the way that we act around them, that can be very harmful and violent to others. If I'm not allowing someone to speak or I'm just trying to steamroll them or perhaps I'm, you know, writing them off and and not kind of seeing them as an equal, and giving them the chance to share what's written on their heart, or be respectful of them, that's all violence and harmful. And if I'm really trying to practice my yoga, and I'm trying to be a balanced person, and trying to be someone that's working towards growth, I need to make sure that when I'm sharing my truth, that I'm rooting it in my nonviolence. So what that means is that You can share your truth, you can use your voice, you can speak up, you can stand up for yourself, but you can do it in a way that is not stealing or harming the person that you're doing that towards. So for example, when I was talking a little bit earlier in the episode about having to negotiate some challenging business deals, and a lot of the things that this individual was saying to me was violent and harmful and saying things like, oh, little girl, you just need to grow up, Um, one day you'll wake up, you'll see the world, or you know, very minimizing things like, you know, why do you work so hard? You know, your husband's going to be a doctor. One day you'll be able to, you know, just live your best life and never have to work again. Beautiful women like you shouldn't have to work and think so hard. And these are legitimately, I'm not making any of this up. These are legitimately things that that this individual said to me. And the only reason that I can recount those right now for you and not really feel a lot of hurt is because I'm very proud of the fact that I was able to speak up and speak my truth and to stand up for myself, but not do it in a way that was lashing out or losing my cool or, you know, saying equally hurtful things back to this person. It was me just being able to stand my ground and say, you know, what you're saying is not only hurtful, but it's also inaccurate and let me tell you why. And being able to just speak my truth and not do it with, you know, like I said, the real housewives level of, of brutal honesty or any theatrics or anything like that. I just was able to stand my ground and to be clear and to say, you know what, that's not true and that's not kind and that's hurtful and it's not accurate and I'm going to tell you why. And then I was able to do that and I really do think it's because of the work that I was doing to be able to find my voice And what we're trying to do, and I I certainly don't do it in every moment, I found that for me personally, it's a lot easier for me to stand up for myself in a professional setting than it is sometimes, you know, when I'm surrounded by friends or even family members and you know those emotions are a little bit higher it's much easier for me to be able to keep my cool and to you know keep that level of professionalism and to be able to speak my truth while rooting it in nonviolence. when it's you know someone that I'm not necessarily as emotionally attached to but then it's so much harder for me and I think it's so much harder for a lot of us when we're trying to do this with people that we're close to and we do have those you know close emotions and and love for people you know we think about our, our spouses and our partners or our friends or you know our families and you know sometimes I joke that you know siblings have a way of of being annoying only in a way that a sibling can be or they have a way of getting under your skin only in a way that they know how to and and it can be really really hard when you do have those you know higher emotions for people and if those are the people that are not being kind to you or not being supportive or allowing you to speak your voice it can be a lot harder to not kind of lash back out at them and so I think that the only way that you can really work on rooting your truthfulness in nonviolence is to just practice. So after I walk you through how to find your voice, um, know that it's certainly something that's going to take time and that we're not working towards becoming a steamroller ourselves or to just become someone that just, you know, throws our opinion out there all the time just for anyone who wants to hear. I think it's important to only speak when you have something meaningful to say. Um, I try not to share opinions or advice unless people directly ask me and if they don't ask me, It's really none of my business. And all of this comes from just practice. And I certainly fail at it sometimes. um, And that's hard. And I have to kind of reflect and decide how I'm going to kind of reevaluate and do better next time. But I just wanted to make that distinction that finding your voice and speaking your truth does not mean that we are going to become cruel or a steamroller or rude, that our truth is rooted in, in nonviolence. So let's talk about how you find your voice. So how do you unlock your truth and find your true voice? And and then, you know, tougher still, once you found it and unlocked it, how do you find the courage to then share it with the world around you? So when I think about finding your voice, I actually think about just getting to know your true self and your most authentic self better. So you've probably heard me talk about this idea of the true self before, and I believe that the true self I really I don't think it matters what you call it I personally call it the true self some I'll use it interchangeably with soul um you know some people can call it your essence or whatever you want to call it right it's just that part of you that is good and is true and is honest and is loving that that deepest purest true part of you I'm not talking about you know the you that you share with the world I'm talking about you know the the best and most authentic and true you that resides deep within. That's what we're trying to connect with here when we're we're trying to find our voice. Because what we're trying to do is ultimately, one day, when we speak, we would just want to be able to speak from the true self and not have any filters or any blockages or anything that's getting in our way um, of kind of, I think of it as like self-censorship. So, you know, doing things like, not speaking up for yourself or if you feel really strongly about something but you think you might be judged for it or maybe you're judging yourself for it you choose not to share it or kind of you know pushing down or or resisting thoughts or ideas that kind of feel like a little bit different or going against the grain and that's all ways that we can kind of break the connection between the true self that resides within and then the self or the you that you share then with the world around you I think we all can relate to the feeling of feeling like you know you're wearing a mask or that you're not really being your true self and that you're being inauthentic and to me that's just a disconnect between the you that you're sharing with the world and then the deep you that resides within right the true you the most authentic you that resides within when those things are not in alignment when they're not in sync we can feel it very easily right that's when you go to a party or a social gathering or whatever, and you just don't feel like you're letting people see who you are. You feel guarded. You feel like you're having to hide yourself away. Um, it's often very common to feel this way on social media as well, where you feel like who I'm sharing, you know, on on Instagram, is not who I really am. It's not really what I believe. It's just kind of this character, this façade that I'm creating right? We all know the feeling in which the true self and the outward self are not aligned. So all we're trying to do when we're trying to find our voice is we're trying to build the bond between outside self and true self. And then just being able to speak from a place, just being able to speak from the true self, and that's it. So then hopefully, you know, if you and I were to sit down and get coffee and just have a conversation, just, just chat and hang, which I love to do, um, we would both be speaking true self to true self instead of, you know, kind of speaking outward self to outward self, which is edited and curated and, um you know, goes through a lot of different uh, filters and things like that before it actually then goes out into the world. So the way that you do that and the way that you build the bond and and um, this weekend's meditation that, that you'll do, the throat chakra meditation, is one in which, you know, we open up the throat, activate the throat chakra so we can really start communicating and speaking our truth, but then we're going to um, have a cord that's going to go from our throat to our soul. So we can basically have this clear line and this free-flowing, of truth and information and communication from true self to outward self. So it's very much like building any relationship. So if I was going to get to know anyone better, if I was forming a friendship or forming a new romantic relationship, at first I'm not going to meet them, you know, right away and go get a cup of coffee or go get a drink or whatever it is and feel like, oh my gosh, I just have the strongest, deepest, most trusting, open, honest relationship with this person. I might feel an initial connection and really enjoy spending time with them, but it's not the same kind of level of comfort as like your best friend or your partner or, you know, that family member that's always there for you no matter what, right? Like There's, there's such a difference and we know that feeling of when we have a really deep, true honest connection with another person or another soul. What we are trying to do is we're trying to build that same level of trust and, you know, knowledge and intimacy and all of that with our true self. So it's just like forming any other relationship, right? You kind of have to take your time. You have to spend a lot of time with that person. You have to kind of get to know them and you have to have a lot of communication and talk about things and and just get to know them and then you will naturally build that communication and you'll naturally build that bond so it might sound a little odd to you know talk about you know getting to know your true self sort of like dating But it is, especially if you've been stifling that part of you for a long time, which when I began to do this work years ago, I felt like I had a lot that I I really was kind of hiding my true self and kind of curating this other, you know, external person and I hardly even knew my true self I felt like I was you know just for the first time getting to know who I really was and what I really had to say and it it took a while and I had to really kind of build and gain back that trust that had been lost because I'd really been stifling and silencing that you know my soul and that and that was really hard and there's ways that you can do this um some of the best ways are going to be doing kind of introverting practices and doing things that are going to connect you and help you to get to know that true part of you. So obviously things like meditation, probably meditation and yoga nidra, probably two of the best tools that you have to get to know your true self better. Why? So I think of meditation kind of as like hanging out with your soul right? So we're turning our gaze inward, we're trying to clear our mind, we're doing that single pointed concentration, and we're really just making everything go quiet so perhaps the true self could come forward or we could connect with that deeper part of us. Certainly if your intention for your meditation practice is to connect with your true self, you can really focus on it then as well and kind of ask your soul to come forward and maybe, um, you know, spend some time with you. Yoga nidra is. Designed just to do this, so yoga nidra is designed to take you through a conscious journey through all of the koshas, the different layers of your being, and deliver you face to face with the true self. That's one of that's why it's one of my absolute favorite practices, is because it literally just takes you face to face and delivers you directly to the true self. So you're you know right there now in that that coffee shop, kind of going on that date with your true self. So doing these kind of introverting practices can be Really wonderful. Um, two of the best tools that we have, and so if you are listening to this podcast, you're probably already doing those things. If not regularly, you might want to consider doing it regularly. And there's also things like journaling. Um, I'm going to teach you a soul writing exercise in just a minute here. So, doing journaling, but trying to journal from the true self instead of like the external self. So, writing in a way where you're not, you know, editing what you have to say or necessarily trying to write about like a specific topic but just kind of clearing the mind and letting what the soul has to say soul as you or soul has to say um just let it let it say that as you journal another thing that you can do is questioning how you really feel about things that you normally wouldn't question so this might sound counterintuitive but when you start to question your deepest beliefs it can help you to discover why you hold that belief do you hold that belief because it's something that Really, truly, is like a part of you, and you feel so, so strongly about it, um, right? Like I, I stated one of my firm beliefs at the beginning of the episode. I firmly believe that this idea that women are supposed to be small and pleasant and quiet and pleasing is complete baloney. And I, I know that that is a true belief that I have, just in the deepest part of me. It is a part of my tissue. It is a part of my DNA. I really firmly believe that. I also think it is absolutely okay if you don't believe that. Everyone has a right to have their own beliefs, right? Because they're they're yours. They're your own personal beliefs. That is one that I know that I hold really firmly and deeply within me. And it's because I've questioned it. And I've really thought about, okay, why do I believe that? What do other people believe? What are the alternatives? What is the thing that really just feels right to my soul? And to me, it's coming to that conclusion that you know, women or humans are here to, you know, do good and to speak their truth and to not worry about making others feel uncomfortable by their authenticity and their, you know, purpose on this earth. And that's, that's just a belief that I personally have and I know it's just a part of who I am. But the way that you come to these and you can identify and you will absolutely identify some beliefs. That you know are not a part of your soul and you know you don't really feel are valid. It may be a belief that you have because your parents had it or because society tells you that that's how it should be or, you know, somewhere in your upbringing you came to that conclusion and you don't have to hold on to those for forever. You can question these things and you can decide which beliefs are truly a part of your essence and which ones are maybe holding you back or no longer valid or that you're ready to kind of shed or evolve. And it really is just about taking time to kind of contemplate or if you find yourself having a really strong visceral reaction to something, just questioning that, just digging a little bit deeper. But why? Why do I feel that way? Why do I believe that thing? Why am I feeling so adverse to that? And just digging a little bit deeper and you'll be able to start, the more you do it, the better you'll get at it. But you'll be able to start identifying like which beliefs and which things are part of your soul and which ones are a part of the external self. And then one more thing that you can do to really connect with your true self and get to know your soul a little bit better is to just do a daily check-in every day. So, um, you know, check in with your true self, evaluate how you did, say, you know, okay, true self, what, you know, what did you, what did we need to do today? What did we have to share? How are we doing? How did I do today? And kind of just having a little bit of daily hangout time and dialogue with that, that true part of you. You can also um, work on, and this is one that I think is, is really important, but also really tricky, is just sharing what is true and authentic to you on social media and say goodbye to the mask. So that could be sharing what you want to share. That could be sharing the pictures that you like because they're special memories, even if you don't feel like you look that great. That could be, you know, putting down a I don't even know what it's called. It's the thing where you can, what is it called? Like Facetune? I don't know. I probably sound like 90 years old. Just put down the editing tools. Put down, you know, the the good vibes only captions and things like that. Even if you personally are struggling, it is great if you are feeling the good vibes. And by all means, if that's how you're feeling, share it. But if you are just feeling horrible and down on the inside... Why share an authentic message of positivity instead of sharing one of maybe, you know, I'm having a tough time. I'm I'm struggling and maybe opening up a dialogue or asking for help or connecting with others that are feeling that same way and not continue, you know, continuing to perpetuate this idea that, you know, you have to always be perfect all the time because you don't. Imperfect, one, doesn't exist. And two, if it did exist, it sounds really boring. And I think that, you know, when you work on it, it's something that's really hard. And I struggle with this too, because, you know, I, I, I'm on social media. It's a, a part of what I do. It's one of the places that I connect with, you know, all of you um, so much. And, and I think that it's important though, to share things and to post things that you really believe in and that feel good to you. And then you, it helps to remove kind of that ickiness that you can feel about social media sometimes. And then I would also work on um, surrounding yourself with those that are going to celebrate your newfound voice and honor your, your path and your journey to really speak up and speak your truth. That's something that can be hard because you might be surprised by the people around you that aren't supporting that. And, and it can be hard to maybe have to make some decisions about who you're going to surround yourself with and who you're going to choose not to. And then if you really need it, you could always look for the help of a mentor or a teacher or something like that. If you feel like you're really having a hard time finding your voice, um, there are people out there. um, I do work like this. There's also a lot of other wonderful people doing work like that as well that will help you find your voice. Um, but I want to share with you one of my personal favorite exercises. I'll do this a lot on retreats to help you find your voice. And it's a soul writing exercise. And the idea is that you're basically, you know, writing and answering some questions, but you're writing them just for from your soul. So you can get a little more insight into what that true self want. So the way that you do it is you begin by doing a yoga nidra practice. So you could do any of the ones that are on this podcast. I'm sure you could also find, you know, a lot online. So do a yoga nidra practice. And then immediately after you do your yoga nidra practice, you're going to go into some soul writing. And what that is, is I'm going to give you some questions. You can write them down if you want. And you're just going to answer them just for your true self. So you're not going to edit it. You're not going to say, oh, that doesn't even make sense or oh, that sounds weird or whatever it is. You're just going to write. Then after you write, you're going to look at it all and you're going to look for patterns. And that might be a pattern of, you know, wanting more self-love. That could be a pattern of wanting a change or feeling stuck. There's probably a few different things in there that you see patterns of and that's going to give you a lot of insight into what the soul is really desiring. And then you can start working towards those things. So these are the questions that I like to have people ask. answer during this soul writing exercise. So if you want to pause me for a second, write these down, you can. The first one is, what is important to me? So what is important to me? I think that's a really, I mean, it sounds like a simple question, but there's a lot there. Number two, what do I have to say? And remember, when you answer these after your yoga nidra practice, you're just answering from the soul. That's it. Number three, what do I want to share with others? And number four, what inspires me? If there are two things that are for certain in my life right now, it is that one, I'm really trying to prioritize the food that I put in my body because I know what I feed myself. I end up feeding baby Poppy. And two, I do not have a lot of time and even if i have aspirations of having these great balanced meals sometimes i just do not have enough time perfect for us. So head to factormeals.com slash in minutes 50 to use code in minutes 50 to get 50% off your first month plus 20% off your next month. That's code in minutes 50 at factormeals.com slash in minutes 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. And finally, number five, what can I do right now to fulfill what you need? You being your soul. And you don't necessarily have to do the whole shebang. So, you know, when you're on retreat with me, obviously, you know, we're going to spend quite a bit of time. I'll lead you through a practice, you know, help you with all of this. Um, But you don't have to necessarily do the whole shebang. If you want to, you absolutely could. I would set aside like a minimum of 90 minutes to do all of this, maybe two hours. Do your yoga nidra practice, have these questions written down. And then immediately when you reemerge from your yoga nidra practice, you're going to dive right into those questions and you're going to look for patterns. But you could also do just like a little bit of this daily after your meditation practice. So you could, you know, do your daily meditation practice and then just kind of when you're in that relaxed state right before you've re-emerged, just ask directly to your soul. Ask your soul, what inspires me? And just see what happens. See what comes up or, you know, you're in that relaxed state right before you reawaken. You know, what do I need to do today, soul, to fulfill what you need? And then just see... Just see what's going to happen. And maybe the soul will tell you that it's something that you're like, ooh, that seems a little tricky. You can say that back. You'd be like, oh, you know what, soul? <laughs> that sounds hard. That sounds like a tall order. You can ask some follow-up questions. You can say, hey, okay, you want me to do that? Um, How should I go about doing it? Or where am I going to find the courage to do that? These types of things, right? You're building that relationship with your true self. So then once you've opened up your throat, that, I mean, really your voice is just being able to articulate what's written on your soul. And that's it, and what feels true to you. So the more that you get to know that true self through soul writing and things like that, the easier it becomes to just articulate it and to find your voice. And that is your voice. That's why I tell people, especially, you know, when I'm doing yoga teacher trainings or things like that, when you first start teaching, you'll sound a lot like me because I'm the one that just taught you. But over time, if you're really working on finding your voice, you truly, truly will, you know, as you evolve as a teacher and a person and you do a lot of this, you know, personal work, you won't sound like me anymore. You'll just sound like you. And that's something that can't be imitated or replicated because each person's true self is completely different. And that's really all that your voice is, is just sharing what's written on your heart and what's, you know, written in your soul. So finding your path, finding your path becomes so much easier when you have found your voice so I want to clarify your path is not your career it's not even necessarily like your purpose necessarily right so when I say finding your path I'm talking about the actions you'll take and what you'll do to fulfill what your true self is asking you to do so this could be anything right not necessarily your career um it might be, you know, you might be on a path of kindness or you might be on a, a path to finding your spirituality or, you know, maybe it is something specific. Maybe your soul tells you to start a podcast or write a book or to, you know, start doing something else. But your path is just the actions that you take and the actual journey that you're taking from, you know, what your soul tells you it needs or what it wants or what it wants to do. So when you find your voice and you build this deep connection with your true self, you're basically getting a blueprint for your path. And that's why I say that not only finding your path, but staying on your path becomes so much easier after you've done the work to really find your voice. Because then it's just as simple as asking yourself. When you have that strong, deep connection with your true self or really working on that free flow of information, right, from, you know, true self to outward self, you can just ask You can say, hey, true self, I need a little guidance here. Which direction am I going? What's my path? What should I do after this? What about that? I need help. I need guidance. Where are we going? And it really becomes so, so much easier once you have found your voice and you've built that connection because not only can you then articulate you know what you have to say with others and being able to speak your truth but then you can do that for yourself too so you can just ask you know what what is my truth around this thing or what you know what path am I supposed to be on where am I supposed to go next and you will be able to articulate that not only to others but to yourself and when you really connect with the true self and you start communicating and you get stronger with your voice, and really getting to know who you are. You're really, truly just getting the road map for your path. And ooh, we probably can hear that the fire truck's going by. <laughs> Sometimes, though, if you're really lucky, it will be one specific fire truck, um, which is Mila's fire truck, and she howls at it, and it is a sound that kind of sounds like either a whale call or like a foghorn. It's pretty epic, so maybe you guys will get to hear that um but if you kind of put into motion that journey and you have that connection with who you are um you know you'll You'll know what your path is. That's not to say that you won't learn on that path. It's not to say you're not going to really struggle on that path. It's not going to say that you're not going to fail or get off track and then have to go back on track. These are all things that are going to happen. This is not an immediate change. This is not something that, you know, it's not always necessarily the clearest roadmap you've ever had. It could just be a general direction, you know, go this way and see what happens. But it always gives you directions and your true self will never lead you astray. And it does illuminate your path. Something that I will remind you is that you need to be patient. So this is not something that's going to be immediate. This is something, you know, I'm still working on. I've been working on it for years and I continue to work on it every day. And try not to obsess over the need for clarity. So I hear this a lot from people, you know, I just need clarity. I just need clarity. I'm trying to gain clarity here. Try not to obsess over that because sometimes your true self won't be clear and that's often maybe on purpose and there's a lesson to be learned there or you just need to kind of dive into the unknown a little bit or perhaps your path is not you know super bright and illuminated and you need to have a little a little trust there as well so just work on building that bond with your true self and you know expressing who you are opening your throat and finding your voice and really the secret here is just practice so once you get to know yourself better start to do little things but using your voice, right? So if someone asks you something, just answer them honestly. If someone asks you how you feel about something, right? Root your truth in nonviolence and work on doing the thing that might feel a little bit scary and just sharing your truth. If you are a teacher or, you know, like a yoga teacher, right? Just because someone you've heard your teachers always say that, you know, these are the cues that you should give in a warrior two. Why, if that doesn't feel good to you, why are you doing it that way? Why don't you try describing it a different way? Why don't you describe it in the way that it feels in your body, right? These are all small little exercises that you can do to really connect with your voice. So then when the big things come up, right, you do have someone that's not being supportive or trying to steamroll you or, or being unkind. You have to really stand your ground. You've really practiced and kind of... um made this true voice muscle strong so then when the big the big tasks come you can tackle them as well not to say that they'll be easy but you've had the practice and you have then the strength to be able to do it in the big moments right if if you feel like your path is taking you in one direction and and someone you're close to is not being supportive and you need to speak your truth to that um, you're able to do it because you've practiced in these small little moments of building the communication and just speaking from your true self. So when you do it in the smaller easier places, you become stronger and it becomes easier to then do it in the bigger places. And then when you start working on asking, you know, what is my path? What is my direction? You'll also learn to trust that part of you more. You'll know that the guidance is good and and authentic and that you have that strong connection. So then if your path seems like an unconventional one or it seems like one that might be hard, you'll know that even if it seems unconventional or hard or scary, that it is truly your path. And then it becomes very hard to step off of it because when you do, you feel it immediately because that true self says, um, excuse me, wait a minute. You're not, you're not honoring me. You're not, you know, you're not honoring you. What's going on here? And then you reevaluate and you get back on track. So that's all I have for you. I've been, (laughs) I've been chatting for a while. I hope that you found this interesting and thought-provoking and and helpful. If not, I'm sorry that I, you know, stole nearly an hour <laughs> of your day for you, but, you know, if you're still listening at this point, I'm I'm hoping that you got something out of it. And yeah, that's all. That's all that I have to share for you. Thank you so much for listening to this. I I wish you the best of luck in your journey as you work on finding your true self and finding your voice and finding your path. And know that it's it's tricky and it's hard and you'll you'll fail and you'll struggle, but it will also be the most fulfilling and wonderful thing when you do, when you do start making that connection with yourself. And it's just a feeling that you can't even articulate. It just feels so incredible. And and my wish for you is that you find that process and that path to be easy and to be wonderful and and fulfilling but if not hang in there and stick with it and you will get there and I hope that you have just whenever you're listening to this I hope that you have a wonderful wonderful day and thank you so much for being a part of this community I don't think I take the time to do that enough to thank you for allowing me to share what I love and to, you know, allow me to speak my truth and to just be so kind and wonderful and uplifting, not only to myself, but to one another. I love seeing members of this community support one another. So that's all that I have for you. And I hope that you have the most wonderful day. Thanks guys.